Hey everyone, and welcome back to SVN on the Go. I'm Julian Banuelos. And I'm Derek Weir. Thank you for joining us for this episode of SVN on the Go, a bi-weekly podcast for commercial real estate professionals and leveraging the power of SVN's unique platform. Today, we're sitting down with our first ever repeat guest and close friend of mine, Chief Development Officer of SVN International Corporation, Solomon Paretsky. Prior to joining SVN, his commercial real estate career started at Marcus and Millichap, where he was involved in over $1.2 billion of listing sales and closings as both an agent and regional manager. He also achieved the firm's prestigious national faculty member designation. Solomon graduated cum laude from a little school called Columbia University in New York City with a bachelor's degree, and he earned a second BA with honors from the Jewish Theological Seminary. He currently resides in suburban Minneapolis with his wife, Mary, and his twin boys, Thomas and William. So, Solomon, welcome back to SVN On The Go. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you, Solomon. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, let's just jump right in. Um, How did you get started in commercial real estate, and how has the industry changed since way back then? I, uh, it's funny, I, I got into the industry by luck. So I, it, it, this is one way that the industry has really changed. People like me are kind of a dead breed. So literally I'd gotten out of IT. I knew that I hated doing IT. And since it was 2002, there wasn't gonna be another IT job anyways. Um, but I knew I was really interested in trying sales. And I literally found an ad in the classified section of a newspaper. If you don't know what that is, ask your parents or your grandparents. Um, and it was like commercial real estate, sales, training provided, no license needed, 916 something. It's in the Sacramento Bee and I called, I called the number. And the one thing I had told myself when I was getting in sales, I was like, I'll do anything, but I won't work commission only and I won't cold call. And that was my promise to myself. Well, needless to say, um, I didn't keep those two promises because I was very impressed with the people that I interviewed with and I ended up signing up to cold call and and to uh, work commission only. So I was living in Sacramento at the time and I ended up doing, they said office and industrial, but really my business was kind of wood frame garden office buildings um, in the first ring suburbs. Sacramento is kind of long and skinny in the city limits. It was basically east, directly east of the city limits. I actually competed directly with an SVN advisor. Um, I saw him everywhere. I don't think he noticed me, but that's just, I was starting out. So that's, that's how I got started. Um, they taught, you know, I learned to build a database. I learned to become a market expert and I learned to cold call like crazy. So I built a data a database, I became a market expert, and I cold called like crazy. And I, you know, it all worked out. You know, I, I will tell you, it was, it's funny, when I was running an office, I interviewed 650 some odd people. I never interviewed someone who was as unqualified as I was on paper. <laughs> um, everyone I trained, I remember, it took me 28 proposals to get to my first listing. And while I was trying to market that listing, I found out they were running an illegal escort service out of the penthouse on the top. So that that was interesting. Um, I went 13 months without a paycheck. So it was a really hard start. But after that, pretty quickly, you know, I, was, I think my second full year, I was a 
I was a nominee for Broker of the Year, of course, in the Rookie of the Year category, but I'll take that. Um, and I made some money. I started mentoring junior agents pretty quickly. And then um, after a few years in the field, I got tapped to go into management. So it, you know, that's how I got started. Um, the advice I give anyone listening to me, listening to me here who might be new to the business, might be thinking about someone who could be new to the business is get good training. Now, since this is an SVN podcast, I can say this, but I just said it to someone on a Facebook group. I think we have the best training in the industry. I really do. I think we teach you what you need to do. And if you execute on it, not only will you succeed like I did, but hopefully you'll succeed in a lot less time with a lot less heartache than I did. Just put your head down, do what you're taught and trust the system. How's the industry changed? Um, one, you know, it's funny, Garrick, I know you've got a, you've got a master's in real estate development, right? Correct. Right. So guys like me who have a, bachelor's in political science and a second bachelor's in Jewish history who just end up in real estate. <laughs> there aren't as many of us in the industry. There's more people like, like Garrick, who's really trained in real estate and who come in with some expertise. Um, I think, you know, it's funny. I think technology is, it's gone from being this thing that weird people did and didn't have to do to just, it's part of being in real estate now, right? You've got to have some technology. Or you can have an assistant to work it for you at least. Yeah. But I think what the te technology has also done is it's made people realize the importance of the human element, right? So whether it's that travel to trade shows where you can meet clients in mass seems to be keep going up and people are going to more things and spending more money and they're getting more valuable. Um, individual agents, right? Everyone thought we'd get disintermediated. Uh, what's going on is there's there's a war for talent, right? So they're valuable. So it it's funny. It, a lot has changed in commercial real estate, but I, I will say this. What worked for the people I trained worked for me when I got trained, worked for my mentor, who I think is 80 now when he was trained. The fundamental truths of the business have not changed one bit. And the fundamental truth is this. If you do not talk to people who have business to hire you for, right? Who have buildings to sell or buildings to lease out or tenants in need of space. If you don't talk to them and convince them that you're the best choice when they're ready to do a transaction, you're probably not gonna do very well in this business. And that basic truth hasn't changed. No, definitely. And that that kind of segues uh, right into our next question. Uh, you have such an extensive background in commercial real estate, not only as an advisor, but like you said, also running an office. What is it that drew you to SVN? Uh, you talked about the training that was necessary, but what brought you specifically uh, to SVN and SVNIC? So it's kind of funny. And I, you know, to fill in, um, I, I was a broker. I was a mentor. I was a, um, I learned to manage in one of the biggest offices in the country for one of our publicly traded competitors. I built an office from scratch here in Minneapolis. Um, I then spent a couple of years consulting. So I've worked with people at commercial shops. I actually train, I actually wrote training materials for an SVN team back before I was part of SVN. I've been a global keynote for another brand. I've worked with a 
teams at CBRE, kind of you name it, I've probably been there. So what, what actually happened was I was, when I was a consultant, I, I was pitching SVN to, um, to write this system for growth. And at the time, they were looking for someone to fill my position. And I kind of found that position. And I said, I might be a fit for it. So three things drew me to SVN. One was that I was going to have the opportunity to do what I really wanted to do, which is help. It was a natural progression for me from being a broker to being a mentor to being a manager, then to helping people grow on a on a company-wide scale. Um, so that was one. Two, I was really just blown away by the time I spent with Kevin and Diane and George. It was like, these are people I want to work with. Every one of them is smarter and more capable and better than me, and they will help me to grow my game. And I, I sure hope I've grown my game the last almost about five years here. Um, the third thing was, like everyone, I, I knew SVN. You know, I, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the three dirty words, which is what SVN used to be called. Um, <laughs> but I, I had always had a good impression of the brand and of the people. You know, I always knew it was, there were solid people at SVN that did ethical business. And then when I got exposed to the core covenants, and you know, those of you who know me know that I generally am a bit of a bull in a china shop. And so I'm in the interview process and I see the core covenants and I'm just like, well, okay, so are these bullshit? And what came across to me very clearly was they absolutely weren't. And I've worked with firms where I wasn't always proud to have that name on my business card. And at SVN, I'm, I'm sitting here, I could wear whatever I want. And you can ask my wife, I've been in my orange SVN cap. It's a Monday now. I've been in it all weekend. I'm wearing it today. It's probably a little smelly, but I just, I love to be here. I am so proud to be a part of this brand. So when the opportunity came up, it was just, it was a no brainer. Very well said, Salman. I know Julian and I both feel the same way. Um, so you mentioned residential firms and you've worked at publicly traded firms in the past. Um, and both of those are kind of at opposite ends of the CRE brokerage spectrum, if you will. SVN probably falls somewhere in the middle on that spectrum. Um, what distinguishes SVN from both of those ends? Uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of the residential shops have actually very good people. And while, you know, while we're out there competing against the resi commercials, and I know it's really easy to say, oh, you know, they're not, they're not serious. They're house jockeys, Red Blazer Realty, you know, Cookie Kwan, Queen of the East Side. Um, if anyone gets those resi those references, by the way, I'm impressed. Um, uh, there are very good people at some of those resi commercial shops. Many of them are towards the end of their career. So don't discount the individuals that you're competing with, even as you discount the firm, because at the end of the day, those shops all make their money doing residential and, and they're good at it. They're really good at it, you know? So uh, what differentiates us from them? And it's funny, a lot of the things that we get, they get too. They collaborate, you know, we collaborate because we want to, because we believe it's the right thing to do. They collaborate because they have to, because they don't have any resources. So a lot of the kind of white hat things that we get, they actually get. What they don't have is all the resources we have, all the platform, the 
ability to have access to quality people everywhere across the country with full service firms. You know, a lot of them are just the one person at the office that does commercials. So for them, you know, for the quote unquote big shops, you know, for the big globals, um, they're for the stuff that I, I don't want to say we're some of some of us might be afraid of, but for the stuff that we think is, you know, oh, capability and blah, 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 blah. You know, they don't, they don't really have anything that we don't have. We all use the same technology, right? We, we all have, um, we all have, we all have um, brokerage skills. We all have phones. If you're out there going for business, I mean, I've gotten to a lot of, especially the people who are the, you know, the, the street brokers and the private client or the multifamily or even the, you know, the institutional guys. They're, they're no different from SVN brokers. Where the difference comes in, of course, is some of those firms at the larger scale have pre-existing relationships. That means some of them get fed business. And then the here's the other difference. I cannot tell what the difference is between having a deal done by Cushman and Wakefield or having a deal done by Colliers. I just can't. And that's not a knock on them. Well, it kind of is because I'm here and I'm biased. But really, what is the difference? What is the difference between Cushman and Wakefield and CBRE? Well, CBRE is bigger. Well, not that much bigger anymore. Okay, but... To the end client, right? I know what the difference is between Coke and Pepsi. Coke tastes good and Pepsi doesn't, in my opinion. Debatable. Right? Pepsi tastes like cinnamon and Coke doesn't. Right? I, I know that. There are clear differences. No, definitely. What's the difference between CBRE and, and JLL? I, 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 don't, I don't really know. When you come in with SVN, we come in with a very, very, very clear difference. That's why we call it the SVN difference. And that difference, this is not the technology, this is the culture, and this is the collaboration. And it's not just that we co-op fees. There are there are people at JLL who co-op fees. It is everything underpinning that. It is the idea that when someone calls you, you pick up the phone, or at least you return the call. Whether it's a colleague in another office at SVN, whether it's someone calling from Brand X, whether it's someone calling from a residential shop, right? We we return calls. We treat everyone with respect. That's in our core covenants. That's a huge difference, right? Collaboration means that if you get some oddball deal, you can post a question to a product council and you'll get an answer. And the answer doesn't come with a, then since we've answered this question, here's how your fee will be split, right? You get an answer. Yeah, definitely. Huge, huge difference. And it makes everyone here capable of doing more business. And by the way, our number one competitor, because we polled your managing directors, our number one competitor is CBRE, and we beat them all the time for all of these reasons. If you were at some firms, there are clients that are off limits. And if you get in with that client, it gets taken away from you. At some firms, if you go into someone else's turf, and I'm not talking about our PMA system where we, we work with a qualified advisor because it's the right thing for the client and it doesn't cost much anyways, by the way. So you're crazy if you're not doing it. Um, I'm talking about, oh, you went over here. You can't do this. 
maybe you'll get 10% or 15%. Oh, you have a connection to do this one deal for this Fortune 50 company in the small market, and you're working with the local person who's kind of an independent business unit. Well, we don't care. We have someone in headquarters, and here's the chain. And yes, you'll be a part of the deal. You can do all the work, and you will walk away with 8% of the total fee. We don't have any of that, right? You're all free to go out and develop clients, hopefully within your markets, within your specialty, because that's where you're going to be better. But And then you collaborate, not because we force you to, you collaborate because it's the best thing for your clients and it's the best thing for you. Can, can I give you guys, I'm sorry, I want to go back a minute, if that's okay? Yeah, absolutely. Because there is one thing that the big globals do better than we do. And it is that whether through the vision of some of their agents or because they're forced to do it by the firm, agents there have personal assistance at a much higher rate than SVN does. And one thing I want to encourage you to do is when you can afford it, not a virtual assistant, not getting extra time from someone in the office, go out, create a job, hire an assistant and get some real help. Because if you do that and you take that non-productive work off of yourself, then you're free to go and do what really matters, which is meeting more clients and doing more business. But that's one area where I think our competition is ahead of us in the personal business plans and the personal way they organize teams and business units for their agents. So Solomon, let's dig down into that a little bit. Um, so what is the threshold you would want to be hitting to go out and look for an assistant? Um, obviously, that's going to vary by market, but is there a rule of thumb that you could throw out there? I'm going to throw a number out there, and it's pretty close, but everyone's situation difference, and it's somewhere around two to 400000 in gross is where you probably need an assistant. But the question you should be asking yourself is, one, can I afford it? And by the way, I hope you all know, if you pay an assistant $50,000 a year, all in with benefits and all that good stuff because they're not contractors, they're employees. Um, they don't cost, that doesn't cost you $50,000 because if you put that $50,000 in your pocket, you'd have to pay taxes on it, right? And the taxes on $50,000 are anywhere between 10 and about $22,000. So that assistant actually only costs you somewhere between 28 dollars and $40,000 a year, depending on your tax situation. So a good rule of thumb is two to 400,000. Another good rule of thumb to ask yourself is assuming you're working hard. If you say the reason I can't, I could do more business if I had time to find more business instead of doing X, right? I spent all this time doing hoo-ha when what I want to do is find more business. When you say that, that's when you probably need an assistant, someone who can do that hoo-ha for you so you can go out there and get more clients. That's a, that's a very good point about the actual cost of hiring an assistant, Salman. Um, so wrapping up here, um, last time you were on the podcast, you did mention that you wanted to start pushing out a lot more content. What should advisors be looking out for? Well, uh, you're listening to that. You're listening to this, aren't you? I think this is the first... Uh, other, other than the other podcast, this is the first time I ever sat down to do a podcast. So I don't... I, I know I'd like to get into the audio game. Um, I don't, as I record this, I don't have a plan for that. That is a goal for this year. Um, I've got two drafts for books 
100% done sitting on my hard drive. So those need to get published and out. Um, I've got outlines for two more. I don't think I'll get to those this year. Uh, you know, the system for growth needs some serious expansion and we need to take a look at that technology and we're, I've already started on that. So that, that will be coming this year. I don't know. I, you guys think that's enough? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you got a lot of things in the works. Yep. Oh, one, one other thing. I want to take a look at the managing director track for Jumpstart. We've done a lot of work on the advisor track, and I think we've, we've done a pretty, the surveys are telling us we've moved in the right direction, but I'd, I'd like to take a look at that managing director track as well and do some updating. And then I expect we will bring SVN Elite back this year as well. So a lot of content, a lot of good stuff. And again, if you want something, like I always say, I'm the only Solomon Paretsky in the country, in the company and in the country. So I'm easy to find. If there's something you'd like content about or you'd like to know about, let me know. And if I can't create it, I'll find someone who can. Absolutely. Well, Solomon, uh, we wanted to thank you. Uh, we know that you're the local in-house marketing expert, uh, <laughs> author, kind of okay. jack of all trades of the company. So we oh, wanted to I am so definitely much. not the resident marketing expert. No wonder, <laughs> no matter what I call myself in meetings, just to be a, just to be a terror. Well, yeah, we just uh, we wanted to say thank you again. We know how busy you are, uh, just trying to get everything settled, uh, kind of figured out with the company and the direction that we're going in. And yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for always taking the time out. I know you're my direct report and just thank you for spending so much time with me and teaching me so much and being my mentor uh, kind of as we grow and the business develops. And I know uh, Garrett kind of feels the same way. So we just wanted to say thanks for taking the time and talking to us today. Shucks, guys, that, that means a lot. Thank you very much. And I thank you guys for the opportunity to serve you as you grow. And I, you know, I, I've said this a lot, especially at the end of 2018, but I, I, I really mean it. I'm, um, I am so grateful for the opportunity to touch so many amazing people and help them make their dreams come true. I'm the luckiest guy on earth. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your time.